superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Let me see you put your hands up now. 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 Now, with guest host Steve Weissman. Rich, love you. Brock, Dotuko, what's up? TJ, my brother from another mother, love you. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, Sports Illustrated senior writer John Wertheim. Coming up, seven year NFL veteran Trey Boston. ESPN NFL insider Field Yates. Chargers tackle Rashawn Slater. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Steve Weissman. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Rich Eisen Show. Steve Weissman filling in for Rich today and tomorrow. Absolute pleasure to be here with you. Already talked to John Wertheim, as you heard. And we now have on the line Trey Boston, former NFL safety for the Panthers, Chargers, and Cardinals. Now an analyst at ACC Network and the new host of a show on the Weather Channel, it is called this show incredible fast home rescue and the first episode of season two airs this sunday june 18th 10 p.m eastern there's the photo it is trey boston and his wife sierra uh trey welcome to the rich eisen show thanks for joining us today Oh, appreciate you having me, Steve. How you doing, boss man? Doing well, doing well. So you've been out of the league for a couple of years now. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, to the show in a second. But how much do you miss OTAs and minicamp? Oh, man, I can say that I do not miss those <laughs> at all. Really? <laughs> not at all. Um, you've made a, a very smooth transition from football to your next profession. What What's that process been like for you? Yeah, it's been a blessing, you know, to be able to uh, move on to the next stage of broadcast and be, becoming an analyst myself with ACC Network. That was pretty smooth. It's something that while I was in the league, I was trying to focus on. One day, uh, you're going to end up with, you know, football being over and you got to have a plan for it. So I'm making sure, you know, made sure early to take advantage of broadcast boot camps and certain things like that. So my transition would be a little bit easier. And next thing I knew, it led to a a show option being a host with my wife on the Weather Channel. Yeah, so as I read on your UNC bio that your career goal was to host your own reality TV show. So you're kind of living the dream. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm glad you just told me that because I told my wife, I don't know where I put that, but I did say that one day when I was earlier. She was like, no, you didn't. So Carolina Bayou, Bayou uh, bio is where it says, okay, yes, I am living the dream, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I saw this. And, and by the way, Trey, you probably put that out before freshman year, right? Like that's when they take all that info and your major and what you want to be in life Absolutely. and those sort of – 
Absolutely. you've known this since so the jump, like 18, 17, 18 years old. Come on now, coming out of high school, I always knew, you know, hey, I had a little bit of talent behind me, and it wasn't just football. So to be able to show uh, my character, I, I think y'all are going to love the show because it's, it's unlike any other show, but at the same time, uh, you get that feel of my uh, personality as well. Here with Trey Boston, former NFL safety, and now the host of Fast Home Rescue on the Weather Channel. How did you get set up on this show? How did it all come together? Yeah, so what happened was uh, my foundation, the the Trey Boston uh, Beyond Belief Foundation, ended up working with uh, an organization called Rebuilding Together. Well, it happened to be that Rebuilding Together was going to be a partner on uh, this show with the production company that we work with. Well, they said, hey, we got the perfect guy that we think can host this show for you. And they told them, hey, take a look at me. Well, you know, lucky it's OB. I happen to already have a career on TV, been around plenty, of, uh, you know, to be, be able to show my personality. And they loved me. So uh, they brought me in and me and the wife together as a dual package. And she's been killing it herself, uh, truly blossoming on TV for the first time. But for me, just uh, just cruising into this. What's it like working with your wife, Sierra? Man, it is a, it, it's a blessing uh, to be able to work with her each and every day. You know, it, it's different because they, they talk about relationships at home, working together and going away from home. But it's fun because when we're at home, we're still talking about work, but our work is, you know, helping people's lives. Our, our, our work is helping people get back in their homes. So to be still talking about that, uh, I think that's a good thing because on our hearts is, is to find how, you know ways to help as many people as we can. So, Trey, only five days per home to fix it is what I read. How long does it normally take to fix a home in this type of a situation? Yeah, when you're talking about most of these rescues, it can take up to weeks to months. We've, we've actually been to homes that haven't been done for years. Mm. So for us to come into these places and – you know, people have been waiting for two years, you know, up to six months. Well, they're waiting for action. And we come in there in less than five days. I mean, we show up on Monday, like literally we're in their face on Monday. And then Tuesday is really when we start the action because Monday we might do a demo. We might run around to get some, you know, materials. But Tuesday is when we truly start the build. So it's five days, but man, it turns into four real quick. <laughs> So, so four days to, to fix a, a home that, that's been ravaged by some sort of natural disaster. Is it just you and Sierra? Do you have, you know, 50 helpers there? How many people are, are working on this? Yeah, so it's me and the wife, but we usually have volunteers from the organization rebuilding together. Other volunteers who we partner with with other organizations like All Hands and Hearts. And what we do is we come together, you know, a good 360 is another one. But it might be anywhere from five to 30 people, depending on the day. Uh, we have a group of five, uh, you know, uh, builders uh, and designers on our team. But besides that, the rest are volunteers. So it's a lot of volunteer hours, people coming together, doing good works, and truly just giving their love and passion into trying to get people in their communities back in their homes. Trey Boston here, former NFL safety, now starring on the new Weather Channel show, Fast Home Rescue, which season two premiere Sunday, June 18th, 10 p.m. Eastern. Trey, what have you learned most uh, doing this role? Man, what I've learned most is there's a lot of people out here who need help. Um, and it's, it's, it's sad to know that there's so many people who have, you know, that's from maximum to minimal damage, but that truly need help and, and stuff that isn't, it's not optional, it's necessity. So, 
to be able to be in this field, help people out, truly give back to the communities, it's a blessing. And, and what you find out is, you know, how much you truly love just making, you know, putting those smiles on families' faces, getting them back to that peace and comfort within their homes. And that's important. You know, all of us want to lay our head down at the end of the night and know that we have a great place that we can lay our head. We can go to the bathroom. We can cook in our kitchens. And to get people back in those fields after being gone so long, I've learned that that's truly one of my passions in life, and I, I, I love it as one of my purposes. That, that, that's beautiful to hear, Trey, and it truly is a blessing that you've been able to, to help these people because, as you say, if you don't have you know your home, for most people, you, you've lost a big part of your life. How, uh, what, what are some of the stories that, that you've heard you know, from the folks that you're out there helping? Yeah, so a couple of the storms we did, uh, we did Hurricane Ian, which is my hometown of Fort Myers. So to go back to my hometown of Fort Myers and deal with the hurricane that just hit us maybe you know, six, seven months ago and help my community, uh, I think that meant one of the most to me because to help your community and be able to shine light it's it's a different feeling and you know you hear you know different people being in storms of coming back to their home of floods six feet uh homes that were up to uh 10 feet of surge water uh in their homes end up coming back to maybe four or five feet it's just i'm talking homes just savage i'm i'm talking you you walk in your home people were finding eels snakes just different type of Eels and snakes. I'm talking this. It was crazy to hear some of these stories. Um, We also went uh, down to the, you know, down in the bayou um, in Louisiana. So to deal with uh, Hurricane Ida that hit them down there was such a beautiful moment because we're seeing the essence of a community in the bayou that has been there for a millennia. We're talking Mm. life. Whole Native Americans have been living here since we've ever known them. So to go down there, see how they, they're living, their, their way of life, just to see how tied the community is in there, man, just the week after week after week, we just met amazing families that every week I can give you a story because there were just so many great people that were going through tough times that just needed a little bit of help to get over the hump. And most of these people were people who gave back to their community. So to give back to the community leaders so they can give back to the community, man, that, that's, that's, again, another blessing. I love to hear that, Trey. Um, you know, talking about helping people and, and going into communities that have been ravaged by these natural disasters. You talk about snakes and eels. When you get in, when you and Sierra come to this home, to fi- is that all gone? Or are you getting it literally at that, that worst moment and, and then fixing it, or has it kind of already been a little bit, um, you know, fixed up before you get in there? Yeah, so different homes were different, you know, uh, setups. You know, some, because we were coming a, a year or two later, they've obviously cleaned up as much as they can. Roof might still be peeled back a little bit, but we're coming in to help over here. Um, some might uh, rebuild them together, might have came in already and did a little bit of the inside, but we're coming to help them finish uh, the rest of the home. So you get homes in different conditions. You know, you have homes that you show up and it's just straight uh, white walls or straight mucking guts, nothing mm. on the walls, just straight uh, drywall that needs to be ripped out because there's mold. So you, you see different setups and, and different opportunities for us to come in and do different things in the home. But at the end of the day, what I love is it's always catered to the homeowner. During the week, we find a day out of the week to 
meet with the homeowner, get, get a feel of what they like, what they like to do, and we find ways that we can incorporate it into the design features. So it makes it just that, that little more touch of a one-on-one with the homeowner themselves. That, that, that's beautiful, Trey. H- have you always been been handy? Like, uh, did you do renovations to your own home in the past? Is this something that, that you've done before, or are you starting from scratch? No, no. I, I would say because my organization partnered with, you know, Rebuilding Together and Habitat for Humanities and college going to UNC, we would build a couple houses and clean up communities uh, for Habitat as well. So to be able to be around that, it's always been something that I love to do. Uh, I couldn't do it to the mass that I'm doing it now because, you know, we're actually putting organizations together um, to be able to do this. But it's always been something that I, I love doing because being raised in Fort Myers, Florida, hurricanes were often and we saw them early. So to be able to be around and help the community and see the ties that it can do for us is you know, human ties, getting us back together, the love, the community, building that bridge again. Uh, it's always been something that has been a light for me. Trey Boston with us, former NFL safety for the Panthers, Chargers, and Cardinals, now works at ACC Network, new host of the show, Fast Home Rescue on the Weather Channel. It airs this Sunday, June 18th, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, have you gotten some ideas from these shows that you want to you know, start adding to your own home and and just start knocking down walls and doing doing some renovations uh at home with Sierra, as as opposed to just you know fixing up places. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Once we came home from our uh, ten episodes, we the first thing we did was look around the house, and we have a big wall that uh that leads from the kitchen to our living room. And the first thing we said is, man, we got to get this inspected. I think we can <laughs> knock this wall out, get a little bit of more of an open space concept, allow the light to give that nice broad lighting inside the home. It, it, it was hard to kind of turn off that renovation stage of us because <laughs> now I think we got the bug. We, we, we got the bug. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So who, do, who does like, you know, more of the work? Is it you or Sierra? Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Sierra is a beast. Like you'll find her paint, you'll find her painting the kitchen in the hour. You'll find her with, with with some drills and nails going to work on some cabinets. You know me, I do work. I love demos. I'm a great demo guy. I mean, it, it, the, the brunt force and the sledgehammer is my baby. Uh, but I will let you know, it, it's a team. It, it takes a team of us to go in there and get the job done. So you'll see us do a lot of work. And what I like is it's not your ordinary home renovation show. It deals with uh, education of, the, you know, the nature around and the ecosystem that's going on through the you know, years around the area. It deals with uh, learning about the, the animals around the area. You know, how did they weather the storm? I mean, so many aspects, businesses, local businesses as well. I mean, it's, it's going to be such an amazing show that I want the people to watch because it, it shows so, so much light to the people in the community, but it also has that home feel, good feel of getting people back in their homes. Can't wait to watch it on this this Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern on the Weather Channel. Trey, we got to talk a little bit of football while while we have you here with us. Where where do you think Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, where do you think they end up? Yeah, man, those are two interesting guys. I mean, guys you plug in and they can be, I mean, they're your ones. They can easily be your ones. I know people are trying to say D-Hop, slow down. And that's, uh, it's, it's amazing how fast they can forget when you get hurt, but I think D-Hop needs to go to uh, – I would love him to, to, to end up with a, another big-time 
you know, quarterback. I think Mac Jones needs him most mm-hmm. uh, to be the, the, the team that the Patriots need. But I would love a, a team like the Ravens to go snatch him up. Like, show Lamar Jackson, like, no, we're 100% invested in finally giving you all the weapons you need. Uh, I think that would be one of those Madden teams setting up your roster if he goes there. OBJ but, and D-Hop. I mean, that's pretty oh, sick. Oh, my God, bro. It, it would be amazing. Like, tell me that's not football you want to watch when you got, you got Lamar Jackson passing the ball. Oh, beautiful. And then if I'm going Dalvin Cook, I would really love him to go down and stay in Miami. Mm. Like, I, I, w- I would really love him to be on Miami's scheme. I love, I, you know, I like what Mike Daniels does with his offensive weapons. They're fast. They can move around. Uh, they, they're weapons, true weapons. And when you have speed on that football field, it is a new game in these last, you know, three, four years when it comes to, hey, we know how to use our speed and we'll beat you with it regardless of you want to play Powerball or not. We're, we're just going to run around you and run past you. So I would love to put him in that run game and allow him just to rip it up for those boys. Those are some super teams you're putting together. I, I, I like where your head's at, Trey, there. Uh, former Carolina Panther, what, what's your, uh, your outlook on their season? They got, a, they got a nice rookie quarterback coming in. Yeah, I've been hearing good things about Bryce Young. I've been talking to a few of the guys, man. They, they, they love his composure. They love that, you know, off the field, they don't have to worry about him not being uh, with his head in it. You know, they, they know that he's focused when he's off the field. They know that he's putting in his grind, that it takes to be a professional. And to be QB1, it takes a different grind. I mean, I watched Cam Newton – from, you know, uh, the earliest in the office to leaving 7, 8 a.m. when guys are leaving at 5, 6. I mean, leaving at 9 when guys are leaving at 5, 6. I mean, you have to put in that work. So to see guys around him like Josh McCown, who's his coach, I think it's, it's pivotal because you need those veterans uh, like him and Andy Dalton to feed him the knowledge that he needs because it's a game of reps. As long as you can get your reps, you're going to get better. But to have – veterans like those two guys around him at an early age when he already is focused and has that great mental has come from Bama. So, you know, Nick Saban's coached him up well with mm-hmm. the offensive coordinators he's had. I mean, I think Bryce Young, the, 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 I would say the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. All right. Uh, I, I like that. I, I, I say the, the ceiling is the, there is no ceiling. It's the, it's the sky. I'm, I'm high on Bryce Young and it's, it's exciting, right? When you have like a rookie quarterback coming in to a franchise, to me, you know, the fan, it, it may not work out, you know, history says that usually it doesn't, but it, it's very exciting. Uh, you've, you've, yeah. you know, you were in the league for seven years, covered a lot of, of different receivers. Who's, who's the toughest matchup you ever had? Oh, I mean, toughest matchup I've ever had, man. Julio Jones in his prime was was an animal. I mean, I, an animal. I got to witness him go off for 300 passing yards. Listen, I did not start that game. That was <laughs> coach's decision. Listen, that hey, that wasn't me. I'm None of those yards. Uh, I, I listen. That wasn't me. Uh, I, I, you know, I was probably in for about sixty-seven, but three hundred. No, no. <laughs> but no, man. Julio Jones at the at the peak of his prime, man. The way he could stop on a dime, being what six four, two twenty. I mean, he was a beast. He was an animal. 
So to play against guys like that, I mean, it, it truly, he was a game changer anytime he was on the field. Yeah, no, he, Julio, I couldn't imagine go, going up against it. You're a big dude, though. So, I, you know, I, 60, 70, it would have not have been 300 if you had started that game. So we need yeah, to. No, uh, no, no, we both know that, yeah. bro. No way. <laughs> you, you would have held him definitely under 100 for sure. Maybe one touch. I, but. I, I, will, I, I ain't going to say that, but 300, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, you also play for the Chargers. Uh, what, what, what do you think about their team? Can they can they win the Super Bowl this year? Justin Herbert, they got great defense as well. All you talk about receivers, they just got a rookie to join uh, join the crew. They already were kind of stacked yeah. there. Yeah, I, I like the Chargers. I mean, the NFL. You know, one thing young, you know, older guys told the vets. You know, back when I was young, was it's an elite quarterback league. Like you will not see guys deep into the playoffs, Super Bowl teams year in and year out without elite quarterbacks. And I think Justin Herbert is an elite quarterback. When you put the ball in his hands and you have healthy options around him, you have, you know, uh, Austin Ecklers, you have, uh, you know, the, the, the three wide receivers that they have in, in Keenan Allen and Williams, Mike Will, and, and you have the young guy coming out of, you know, Texas Christian, you know, uh, TCU. So, I think when you have weapons around elite quarterbacks, they get the job done. It's about what the defense will do. Can we? I say we as just teams I played with, but <laughs> you can, you know. But but can can you as the Chargers find a way to keep a, a Derwin James healthy because mm-hmm. he is the motor to that defense. Without him on that defense, it is not the same. It can play well, but I think there's a different energy when he is out there playing well. Uh, but I think when you have those guys and the nucleus healthy, they get the job done. Joey Bosa, I mean, this guy is ridiculous. So if those guys, I think between Joey Bosa and Derwin on the defense can stay healthy and the team stays healthy overall, I mean, they have a chance with Justin at quarterback. 100%. Could, could not agree more. TJ's got a question for you, Trey. Hey, Trey, what's yeah, up, bro? Uh, just real quick, I just saw a poll on Instagram, and I figured you might be a perfect guy to ask this question of. Uh, a poll on NFL's Instagram page said, there's a jump ball for $1 million. Who yeah. are you taking to make this catch? And they gave five wide receivers, and I'm going to give you the five, and you let me know who you Calvin would Johnson. take to, to win this $1 million. We have D-Hop, we have uh-huh. Devontae, we have uh-huh. Mike Evans, we have uh-huh. Justin Jefferson, and we have Mike Williams. Uh-huh. Out of those five. Okay, so, okay, so all current guys right now. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay, off the rip, I'm already thinking about, you know, D-Hop has a, you know, three, you know, over three guys from Buffalo, so he's a high contender. It was a bad Mike catch Williams by eye, as is, he said. Like, Mike Williams is the best 50-50 deep ball threat in the league. I don't care what nobody says. And then Mike Evans is another one that's just a purist when it comes to being a big body, 6'5", 6'6", and going up to get the ball. Whew, man, right now today, I don't think you're going wrong with any three of those guys. D-Hop, don't hurt me for saying this. <laughs> I, think, I, I think Mike Williams right now. I mean, I think D-Hop is uh, uh, you know, getting a little past his prime, can still make those big-time catches, but – Mike Williams is the guy right now for deep balls, um, throwing Hail Marys, man. So 
Uh, I hate that I don't get to go D-hop, but uh, yeah, Mike Will right now is that guy. Well, I hope you're right. You can make a lot of renovations with that million dollars if he comes down with the ball. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a lot of homes right there. That's true, true. <laughs> Who, who's leading that poll, TJ, right now? Uh, well, it's, I'd have, there's almost 3,000 com- uh, comments, so it's okay. hard to really say. But Mike Williams has a few... Somebody mentioned Kelvin Benjamin. He wasn't even eligible. So, <laughs> but well, you oh, went with Megatron, that, right, I, I, Trey? You were who, like you said, said Calvin said Johnson. It, I, yeah, I went Calvin Johnson. If, you, if you're going all time, yeah. I'm going Calvin Johnson or Randy Moss. Right? Yeah, I would take Randy. Like, that you know, saying, he like, Moss's all people, time, right? Those are my two guys. I, I think you're, sure. you're winning the money with either one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> Before we let you go, what, what's your who's your uh, way too early pick to win the Super Bowl next year? Mm, okay, way too early pick to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, uh, it's kind of cheating, but you can always go Kansas City. I, I don't like going like uh, teams that we know should be there. I think a team that we're sleeping on that can go over the hump can be uh, the Ravens. Okay. I like that. The Ravens. Yeah, because especially I just, if yeah, they had D Hop. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see. That's what I'm saying. If they can go out and get D Hop. I think the Ravens. I, I think uh, if you get a healthy, you know, healthy Lamar, I think that's a team that's kind of a dark horse because they still got to go through the Bengals. They still got to go through Kansas City. I felt like Miami's another team right there. They're on the cusp, but those are the teams that I think on. The NFC, I don't know. I, I think I got to do a little more studying on that side of the ball because I feel like there's a few teams that have switched some things up, which make me want to say the Eagles, the way they just drafted. I mean, they just had a stellar they're draft. So yeah, they're stacked. It's, it's easily to say that, hey, the Eagles can easily repeat this if they can. But one thing I've learned in the league, nothing comes easy in that league. You you got to go after it week by week. And uh, I've been on teams that been to the Super Bowl and next year didn't make the playoffs because you thought it was just going to be the same old task. And once people know what you're about, it's a different ball game. I love it. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Once again, Trey Boston, the show is Fast Home Rescue. It premieres Sunday, June 18th, 10 p.m. Eastern on the Weather Channel. There, there he is, Trey and his wife, Sierra, available on Roku, just like we are, by the way, as yeah. well. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Trey. Best of luck with the show. No, thank you. Appreciate you, Steve. Appreciate you, TJ, man. Y'all have a good one. God right. bless, man. Thank you so much. Trey Boston. That was awesome. And, and doing just the Lord's work out there, you know, re- rebuilding these homes. Yeah, that's great. Um, Snakes and eels in the crib, man. Nope, oh. nope, nope. <laughs> Nah, baby. <laughs> Going down to the bayou. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this show. I, the weather, I like the Weather Channel, but and, and these type of shows where you know they come in and and for Trey, listen, he's 30 years old right now. He's been out of the league for two years, and what impresses me the most, ACC Network, and now his own show on the Weather Channel. That's amazing. It's a, that's an incredible transition. Rich Eisen Show, Steve Weissman filling in for Rich today. We will be right back. We've got plenty more still to come. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores, or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. Steve Weissman here, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Please give us a call, 844-204-RICH. We are on the Roku channel, also on Sirius XM. Back after three weeks in Paris where uh, really the only NFL I saw was Tom Brady at the final of the French <laughs> Open, <laughs> watching Novak Djokovic in his best life. do his thing, oh. the retired Tom Brady. But uh, there, there's a lot of running backs out there, and we've been talking about it all week when Tom Pellicero was filling in as well, that, that are looking to get paid. Three of them got franchise tagged, and oh, yeah. so the, the cap on that is, is just about $10 million, so they're not happy with that. Saquon Barkley... Uh, may sit out the season if he doesn't get a long-term contract. Jonathan Taylor entering the final year of his rookie contract. Austin Eckler also looking to get paid as well. And Taylor was asked about the declining value teams are placing on running backs. Take a listen to this. With Dalvin Cook's situation and you know Saquon and everything, does it feel like running backs are kind of fighting for the to be recognized for their value? They're de- yeah, they're, they definitely are. And it, it's, it's sad. It sucks because... A lot of positions, a lot of positions do a lot for their team. Um, but specifically speaking for the running back position, um, I can just speak firsthand. We do do a lot, and you just want you just want to be treated fairly, um, and not even treated fairly. You just want to be, you know, appreciated for what you bring to the team. It's never about yourself. It's about the team. So what do you bring to the team? So you know, just seeing guys fight. You just hope that things work out for them. I mean, you see why guys they they request trades. They they want. You know, they just want to feel valued by not only their coaches, their teammates, but the organization as well. Um, and, and I think it's, it's something you got to continue to do. So listen to this. As of June 13th, according to Spotrack, uh, running backs across the NFL have an average salary of just about $1.8 million. 
They rank 17th out of the 20 positions listed, ahead of only fullbacks, punters, and long snappers in terms of average salary. So running backs, only ahead of fullbacks, punters, and long snappers. That means place kickers, on average, <laughs> more than running make backs. more than running backs. And, and we joke about, like, our kickers even <laughs> real well, NFL all, players. Uh, there's also more of them, I guess. I mean, there's four, five running backs per team as opposed to one place kicker. Who are you putting more value on to win a game? And I, I, I'm not trying to put any shade on kickers because, I mean, they, they win and lose games as well. But How many running backs would you take over Justin Tucker, though? <laughs> I, all, I, I, I would take a handful of running backs. Wait, mean, you just said all of them? The majority of them. Yeah. Wait, really? I would take Dalvin Cook over. I would take Saquon Barkley how many, over him. Okay, how about this? How many, running, how many running backs playing today are going to the Hall of Fame? Because Justin Tucker is going to the Hall of Fame. That's a, that's a great point. I don't know. It's still to be determined how many are going to get in the Hall of Fame. But I, I still think that they affect your offense more than Justin Tucker. They affect your passing game. Obviously, the running game. I don't know. The kicker literally wins and loses games for teams. I don't know why I'm stumping for kickers. But. <laughs> it, I, I, I take, I'm with TJ. I take, I take running backs over kickers. And are we sure kickers. how many kickers are in the Hall of Fame? I think of Jan Stenerud. I think Morton Anderson. Morton Anderson. Uh, uh, Adam Vinatieri yes. is going to be there. Right. That, that's my uh, point. Like, so Tucker's Vinatieri an anomaly. Vinatieri is a lot, in my opinion, should be a lock. Because he legitimately won you two Super Bowls. Justin Tucker is the Best kicker in NFL history. I get it, but I. You don't think Justin Tucker is making the Hall of Fame? I don't. I mean, look, I would think so. I, yes or no? It's a simple question. Is Vinatieri making the Hall of Fame? No doubt. Okay. Then. Why hasn't he already made the Hall of Fame? He's not eligible. Is, yeah, he he just retired like yeah, he three only years retired ago. A couple of years I ago. mean, I believe Vinatieri you think he's a first should ballot? go. Vinatieri? He, oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, honestly, bro, First ballot? I, mean, oh, I, don't, I don't know if Tucker's going. I mean, statistically wow. speaking. Man, you are really tap dancing. I, I really don't. I don't. That's not a tap dance. I'm being honest with you. I, I don't know that you can. You said that with a, a whole lot of confidence, but I don't know that for a fact Justin Tucker's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I believe Adam Vinatieri should most definitely be in the Hall of Fame, though. I'd be surprised if, if Vinatieri was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oof. But you think he makes it, right? Over time, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't love kickers in the Hall of Fame. Justin Tucker <laughs> has made seven straight All Pros. I get it. There's <laughs> okay. Warren <laughs> Anderson, Jan Stenerud, George Blanda, Lou Groza. I believe that is it. Most kickers are forgettable, but the ones who jump out. Okay. I'm are you definitely. valuing kickers more than running backs? I think in today's game, running backs are interchangeable. You why? Can, you can go why? Uh, it's kind of the way the game is played right now. It's a it's a pass first league. So if you have a running back who can catch passes, they're more valuable than guys who can run between the tackles because you can get a running back who can do all of those things. Like Christian McCaffrey can run between the tackles, run outside the tackle, catch passes. So that is today's NFL running back and. That's where the value is. So is someone like Jonathan Taylor worth as much as Christian McCaffrey or even Saquon Barkley? I don't think so. No, I mean, it's an interesting question. Uh, why the value is going down. And, that, and those are, are some of the reasons that are talked about. One, I mean, the position is, is prone to injury. 
gets hit the most, right, out of, out of any position. Running backs have the shortest, shortest average career in the NFL. 2.57 years for a running back is the average career length. So do you want to give them a five-year contract for millions of dollars if history says they're going to last for less than three? I, I get it, money-wise. The game is based more on passing now, but I would argue that the running back sets that up. If you don't have any sort of running game, the defense would account for that and you wouldn't be able to pass as well. Um, a great season does not mean it'll happen again because once again, you had so many carries. So it's it's very rare that you have, you might have back-to-back good seasons as a running back. It is extremely rare to have back-to-back-to-back amazing seasons at that position. And as Brockman said, you can you can draft a running back, spend less money, pick a running back up in free agency and and potentially, you know, get to that same production. But I think there are guys that stand out. Uh, I think Saquon Barkley, you know, stands out. I think Josh Jacobs has stood out. Uh, Tony Pollard, you know, as well. But it's unfortunate that with the franchise tag, you're capping those guys because you're not paying a ton of them that much to begin with. I mean, ten million dollars is a lot of money. So. Right. You know, we're living in first world problems. It's sure. not like it's the end of the world making $10 million. But compared to other positions, you know, it's it's not the same. And and I would, there's the, the Le'Veon Bell factor to me as well. Right. So he's the only running back since 2010 to get the franchise tag, not sign a long-term extension prior to the deadline. So these other guys, they still have time. I believe it's July 17th that right. they have in order to sign that long-term deal. They're on the franchise tag. He actually sat out a year, Le'Veon Bell, turned down five-year, $70 million deal. Sounds like a lot of money. Only $10 million was guaranteed in that. $33 million over the first two years, if he played both years. But with injuries, you never know. He then signed a four-year, $52.5 million deal with the Jets, but that had $27 million guaranteed. In his last season with the Pittsburgh Steelers, why this all happened? 1,291 yards rushing, 655 receiving. So yeah, you're like, if you're Le'Veon Bell, you're like, pay me, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm stepping up and all. In his next three seasons with four different teams, he totaled 73 less yards rushing and 26 fewer yards receiving. So it has proven over time that when you have one of those big years, that takes a lot out of you. Yeah, DeMarco Murray, TJ, I mean, you saw that happen. He had almost, what, 400, almost 400 carry, 380 yeah, they, carries. They ran him stuff. to the ground, man. Went to Philadelphia and was kind of nothing after that. You just look at the list of Super Bowl winners, too. Like, who was the last, you know, running back to win a Super Bowl that had a monster season or was a, a quote-unquote kind of bell cow? You look down the list, it's a it's a while before you get to someone. And also, you know, why pay one guy ten million when you can pay three guys three million and get the same production total? I, I get it. I get the financial aspect of it. And at the end of the day, if I'm a general manager, I see these numbers, running backs average career, two point five years. And yeah. I see, you know, the fact that they're not able to produce as much historically after they've had a great season you're probably not going to pay them what they believe they deserve. And, and it, it sucks, right? Because they're not getting paid that year that they did do extraordinary things. Right. You're getting these guys on their rookie deals. And a lot of times they're not first round draft picks. We only had two running backs in the first round this year. Uh, the previous years, you know, you're lucky to get one running back in the first round. And you look at some of these guys, you're finding that big time production in the second, third, fourth. Five. Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh round pick, scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He was Hugely important to Kansas City, you know, winning that game in February. And so it's, 
you know, you look at the, and you just kind of do the shrug emoji and you're like, why would I, you want how much? Good luck. It's interesting because it's, it's shifted over time. I mean, running backs used yeah, to be absolutely. the focal point. Now, now, I mean, the the left tackle, we got Rashawn Slater coming up later yeah. on the show. He is a much more valuable, if, if this is a chessboard, right? He is a more valuable piece yep. than, than the running back. And it, the guys on the defensive line, the, the, the defensive backs are more valuable pieces. But they're all important. And, and if you don't have a running back that can produce, I don't think you're going to have a quarterback that produces as well. I mean, it's not the protection necessarily, but at the end of the day, the running game sets up the passing game to me still in the NFL. And if you can't run the football, because in the playoffs, you still got to run the ball, right, Brockman? I mean, uh, yeah. you have to do it enough for them, the defense, to honor it and make you think you can do it. But when you can do it with three different guys, <laughs> I don't know how I have to keep saying my point different ways. But I'm just, you know, Kansas City, who was the leading rusher in the Super Bowl last year, do you think, for the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was the second leading rusher. He had 44 <laughs> yards. Pacheco, a seventh-round pick, had 76 yards. Uh, the leading rusher for Philadelphia in the Super Bowl last year was the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. So, you know, it's, it doesn't necessarily lead to winning. And if you look at teams that have won the Super Bowl, you'd be hard-pressed to name the starting running back or who had the most yards in that game uh, going back 10, 15 years. Uh, I just don't think it translates to winning, having one of these super high expensive bell cow running backs and you know when you have other positions that are more important that's where the money has to go defensive back left tackle edge rusher quarterback that's what wins you super Bowl. so are you paying are you paying dalvin cook are you, are you going out absolutely not i'm probably not in the dalvin cook business if i'm a general manager not in the dalvin cook business tj you in the dalvin cook business as stated yesterday, I would love for Dallas to be in the Dalvin Cook business, but you know, as Tommy Pelissero kind of pointed out, the way our bank account is set up, we probably can't afford to be in the Dalvin Cook business. But um, you know, I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm romanticizing the. I understand what Chris is saying, and maybe I'm romanticizing the running back position. But I know if you need, if it's third and five, man. Wouldn't you want like a, a a good running back? But I guess Chris is saying that, and I actually said this yesterday. There's so many guys who you can plug in. It's just it's hard. It's hard to say. Third and five. I'm throwing a Travis Kelsey. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> having your, your quarterback Kelsey, run the ball. I'm throwing I think a that's, that's a big. Uh, I'm running. I'm on a rollout. I'm running a Jalen Hurts quarterback power. I mean, what I learned from this conversation is that Justin Tucker is more valuable than any running back in the NFL, according to Brockman. <laughs> Essentially. It's not what I said. Eh, but more or less. What you meant? Justin Tucker is more valuable than what, all but maybe five running backs? Okay. I, th I thought it was all. All right. Not all running backs. Okay. I I'd rather have Christian McCaffrey than Justin Tucker. All right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Eisen Show. Steve Weissman filling in for Rich today. We've got Rashawn Slater coming up later. Field Yates as well. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on the Rich Eisen Show, Steve Weissman mm-hmm. filling in for Rich today, getting hungry listening to Matt Damon talk about all that oh food. Oh, gosh. Sounds so good. By the way, speaking of food, I mean, I turned oh, into sweetie. a croissant <laughs> over the last <laughs> yeah, what three were you, weeks. What were you grubbing on while you were yeah. in Payree, Steve? Uh, like, what was the food like? TJ. So every morning at the hotel is this glorious breakfast spread, mm-hmm. and I would have one or two croissants. Croissants. One or two pan au chocolat, which is a croissant yeah. stuffed with chocolate. Oh, the best. Oh, yeah. So we had two of each, Chris, is what he's saying. Oh, yeah. Eggs, uh, fruit, uh, the coffee. I mean, the cappuccinos are amazing. Mm. But I'm just bread, you know, and I don't I don't eat a lot of bread, carbs. I, I try to be like Matt Damon on a more L.A. <laughs> L.A. diet, you know, oh, yeah. try, try to stay strict. I have <laughs> I brought in my 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 apple slices. Wow. Yeah, I saw you chowing on those during the break. It's my snack today. And and by the way, I had never been to the green room here before, but I do like (laughs) Z-Bars. So I I snuck in one of those. But yeah, I mean, the the food's insane. And then at night, I'm I'm going out to these great restaurants, and I eat snails when I'm there. And there's this one restaurant. It's called Lavenue. It's my favorite spot in Paris, and uh, I went there three times this term. I, I try to get there as much as possible. What you go to at La, La, La So here's the order. So we, we start, there, the Hemingway Daiquiri is the cocktail of choice. Okay. Ooh. All right, I'm looking up the menu. Named right. after artist. <laughs> yeah, Delicious. Too. Try to have one or two of those. Was this Hemingway, the writer's favorite? Type yes. Of, okay. In fact, there's a Hemingway bar at the Ritz in Paris, which I would highly recommend. Okay. It's, a, it's an amazing bar Been to there. check it's out. Awesome. Yeah. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so cool, right? Um, so then I get what they call six extraordinary snails. And they are extraordinary. How do they cook these snails? <laughs> so basically, if you haven't had a snail before. Because I have not. It, it, so it's butter and garlic. Okay. So it's just butter and garlic right and then a piece of meat okay. that tastes kind of like a shrimp. So it, it's meaty, right? It's not mm-hmm. weird. It's not like an oyster. It's not, you know, a mussel or some like slimy thing. It's, 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 a, it's a, like a little piece of chicken or, or, or shrimp. And it's in the, the shell, and they give you these tongs, and then they give you the, the, the tiniest fork you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> and, and you stick it in there, uh-huh. and, and you, you know, you, you get your, your meat, but Didn't basically it's just doused in butter and garlic, mm-hmm. and that's what it tastes like. So if, if you're a fan of butter and garlic, which who, who if you're not, up? what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. That, that's what it is. So I eat these six extraordinary snails. That's like this goes without, you know, I have the same order because if I find something I like, I am sticking it to it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of change. Then I get Le Tigre. I don't know if you're still looking at the menu, Brockman, but Le Tigre, it's the tiger. And basically it's a steak oh. that is sliced. Oh. Oh. Okay. Medium. 
was, would be the temperature of choice for me. And then that is covered in this Thai chili sauce. Ooh. Ooh. And on the side, you have some coconut rice. And it is glorious because then with your extra Thai chili sauce, you put that with the rice. But the steak is cooked per- perfectly. Um, and then you, you end with the apple tart. Oh. Which is like this thin, you know, pastry, but cake. And, you know, it's beautifully done where like the apples are sliced and it's all around and there's got some powdered sugar on top. Uh, you may or may not have an espresso martini at the end as well. Why wouldn't you? And that's uh, that's the Lavenue order. But everything is good there. Nice. <laughs> Everything's good in Paris. And like you feel bad because you're eating all these carbs and your cheese, but it doesn't it doesn't weigh you down like. Totally. American bread and cheese. Yeah, that that makes any sense to people. Yeah, there's wheat, a huge difference. They produce their their wheat, I guess, in a more healthy manner. Yeah. Like whatever we do here is very poor. And I guess <laughs> right. it's, it's, it lasts longer and it's cheaper. Yep. And there they're like, oh, we, we want to make it better for you as a human. Like even if you look at a ketchup bottle or whatever, you know, random condiment mm-hmm. in Europe as opposed to here. Mm-hmm. And you look at the ingredients, the one in Europe is pretty, you know safe there's no there's no extras in there the one here is a bunch of junk yeah and that's why you know there's there's issues of course in america but no i mean the the food there the the breads the french wine and you bring up cheeses and i I watched the show yesterday and i was shocked oh my god and disturbed by tom's lack of cheese in his life (laughs) That's going to be the name of his documentary, Tom versus Cheese. I think he got scarred as a kid or something with uh, American craft singles or whatever it was. Man, Tom, there's thousands of great cheeses out there. Gouda. It is Gouda on multiple levels. Gouda is amazing. By the way, in in France, it's literally a course. So there is a cheese course. I, I went to this one dinner that, you know, we had some appetizers and stuff like that. We had the wine. We had our our mains, and then there was a a platter of all the greatest cheeses from all the land. <laughs> Bring me your finest meats and cheeses, Kenny Maine. <laughs> it was spectacular. Uh, get to Paris if you can you for all the foods. Sarah. Steve Weissman filling in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show. Field Yates coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> what about desserts? Talk to me about oh, yeah, the desserts. Yeah. So Ooh, good stuff. I am a big fan of the pavlova. Have you had a pavlova before? I've never heard of it. So basically, it's it's a meringue. So it's this glorious meringue, and then it has all the fruits around it. it. Yeah. So Lavenue actually makes a good pavlova as well. I don't like fruit in my dessert. Oh. I'm going. Like cooked or or raw? I'm going. I'm I'm not not a big fruit guy for desserts. Apple pie is about as far as I go. (laughs) But that's so American of you. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like when I'm going to other other places, I want, uh, you know, I want the local, uh, you know, delicacy. All right. So what would that be there? You've been. What are you getting? French pastries. Okay. (laughs) I mean, French. The the, the macaroons are amazing. Breakfast for dessert. I could eat the macaroons all day long. I ate them for uh, like last night before I went to bed. I was sent home with some, and one of the best ones was when uh, we went to Belgium, and you get the you get the waffle with the the ice cream sundae, basically on oh, top of the waffle. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like this is the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> eaten in my life. It's so good, <laughs> and I, and on, the wine there is amazing. Like if you're if you're a wine person, you may not even be a wine person. I'm not. You will you when will you go to you will leave when you Paris, go to Paris. You will be being yeah. a wine guy, <laughs> yeah. and you're like oh. I had this or that or, you know, some fancy thing that you've never heard of before. Well, and allegedly it's great. Yeah. And, you know, 
That's okay. that becomes your thing. Yeah. Chateau de Chem. That's Paley. that's your dessert wine. Look it up. I'll stick to La Poubelle <laughs> here in Los Angeles. Field Yates talking everything NFL next. Rich Eisen show. Steve Weissman filling in.